Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to as I'm out here on Radio Row for Super Bowl 58. But real quick, if you haven't done it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And also, don't forget, today's show is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue. My favorite barbecue, Pritch. Oh, I just spoiled the, the surprise. It's Mike Pritchard. Uh, my favorite barbecue <laughs> yeah, in Colorado okay, is at yeah. Sugar Fire. So next time you're in Colorado, go up to Westminster and slam some barbecue. Do you I like will. barbecue? I love barbecue. What's Absolutely. Your, what's your favorite thing uh, for barbecue Well, to Well, eat? first of all, you can't have one favorite. It's got to be like a combo plate, right? Okay. I mean, you, you got to have yeah. different meats on that thing. Because if you, if you just condensed it to one item – you're missing out. Like, say yeah. ribs were your thing. Then you're missing out on brisket. You're missing out on pulled pork. Okay. Chicken. Okay. Right? Now, now right? you're making me freaking hungry. <laughs> of course. I didn't think we were going to go into barbecue that much. But well, you asked a question. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, um, the sides. I didn't even oh, get yeah. to the sides. Have you ever had burnt ends? I have. I love oh, them. Oh, my God. Know, those see? are good. Right. But okay. if, if, if you had to corner me, uh, then I would say burnt ends are probably my absolute 1,000% favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because I never knew those were a thing until like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the greatest freaking thing ever. Yeah. You haven't been so, living, Scott. I haven't, Pritch. <laughs> I haven't. If you didn't know, it's Mike Pritchard, legendary. You're in the – I had it written down. Oh, You man. are a Hall of Famer. I am. For the Colorado Buffalo. Yes, sir. You're also in the, another Hall of Fame that I can't uh, recall. Nevada. That's what it was. Yeah. Dude, yeah. look at you. I know. I should be in a college football, but I was I was not an all American on the in a in a in an organization that matters, I guess, to the college football hall of fame. That's really? what I was told, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. It's so but, it's so bullcrap. You're yeah. a Hall of Famer to me, okay. Uh, well thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Absolutely. It's funny because you're who are you with right now? Who um, are you working I'm with? I'm with DK combination. so I started with VEASAN, uh, yes. Vegas Sports Information Network. Uh, we're sports betting network, 24-hour sports betting network, uh, and then DK uh, came in and, and and took us over. So oh okay. Uh, now I'm I'm with DK slash Vison. So it's been pretty cool. DK as in DraftKings. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Dude. I know it's not bad. Wow. And I I like to take credit for your success. You should. You should. You gave me a lot of tips back in the day. Uh, at your previous previous stop, right? Yeah. Do, do you talk about the previous stop or? I do. Okay. They're not doing so hot. I heard about that. <laughs> Ever okay. since you left, man. I know. Ever since you left. What were they thinking? What was one person thinking? I uh, <laughs> I know. I actually did have a pretty big name that I used to work with go up to another big name with that company and be like, you guys just haven't been the same since the Huff left. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at just that. Just leave Rich. it there. You should. Here, Here's a story that I wanted to share with you because okay. it's, it's one of my favorite memories. It's the first time you and I met. Okay. Army, <laughs> Navy. Remember? I Army, do. Navy. Where you and I are two different entities, yep. working for two different entities, yep, yep. and we're covering Army, Navy, and Philly. And there, there's a couple things. One, I don't know if you remember this, we're on the field, on the sidelines at Lincoln Financial Field. And the first thing I the very, I want to say kind of the first time I met you is – I was playing catch mm-hmm. with some other media members. Right. And I was so nervous because 
I was throwing pretty straight. Mm -hmm. But other people in the media, you know this. Oh, yeah. They're not necessarily athletic unless you played. Sure. Right. So I'm like throwing, and I had these media nerds coming up to me like, where'd you play? You're fantastic. Because <laughs> you look athletic too, right? Yeah. Looks are deceiving, right? So I'm yep. like so I'm like throwing, yeah. and then these two big executives from, uh, our, I think. USAA, it, right? Yes, yep. it was USAA, yep. Yep. are standing right next to the guy I'm throwing with, and they're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. They are, and they're not. But they're kind of watching me throw, and I'm like so nervous, and I'm like really throwing it. So that was that was interesting because I remember I talked to you, and you said something, you know, in passing, being nice. You're just like, oh, you, you throw pretty good. Yeah. You're like, you should be a professional athlete. Yeah, I mean, you were doing you were doing the dropbacks and everything. You weren't just tossing the rock back I was, and forth, right? Yeah, I was doing fake yeah. handoffs. Yeah. No, I know. I remember. I remember that encounter, man. I, uh, because uh, everybody was on the field, and I'm in awe. Like, I'm in Army-Navy game. It was my first time. So I was living in Vegas uh, doing local radio, and we had Radio Row out there. Uh -huh. uh, USAA brought us all out because they wanted to promote the game. Like, it's his only game on, kind of like the Super Bowl. Right. And um, so, you know, just being on the field, knowing what was going to take place on that field between Army and Navy, I mean, I was in awe. I was taking pictures, and then I saw you throwing a rock. So, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. I remember that. And then what bonded us. <laughs> That's right. You know where I'm going I with I do. This. I do. So before every Army-Navy game, they have all the new recruits come out. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing. I didn't realize that that was something I needed to see until I saw it. Right. Like, it was amazing. So they're coming out, and I don't know, just like it's just perfect. Just everybody's where they're supposed to be. You and I are standing next to each other, and at one point, I realize the way this is going to play out, somebody had left bags of footballs okay. on the field right. where, there, where cadets were going to have to go. Yeah. And I remember looking, and I looked to the right at somebody else, and they're like, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> they didn't do anything, and I'm right. like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Then you and I go and start grabbing the bags of footballs and, like, start chucking them. Right, right, remember right. That? Yeah, I do remember that because that that is part of the pageantry of that Army-Navy game. It's the walk-on. They call it the walk-on. Yeah. And so my dad, I grew up in a military family. My dad was in the Air Force. But okay. there's a different rival, right, rivalry and stuff like that. But I knew about the Army-Navy game. I knew about the walk-on. I knew about the spectacle of it. And you just have to experience it. Uh, and, yeah, you, you and I had the same thought. It's like, wait a minute, that's going to impede a lot, right? And that's going to be in the way of all these cadets. Like, it was so uniform yeah. how they're going oh, out there. Right, right. And I'm like, this would have been, like, a big disaster. It would have. It, it would have been all over the TV, right. everywhere. And then two heroes stepped up. That's right. <laughs> I know. Unsung heroes, by the way. You got some credit, though, from, like, a <laughs> colonel or something. Oh, you know what? I don't some remember dude, that part. Some dude in, a, like, a okay. white uniform with a white hat. Okay. He, he gave you all the credit. Right on. I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck <laughs> what about him. you? What about I you? Like, I know, right? Hey, whoa, bro. <laughs> I was there, too. Don't no. you know who I am? That kind right. of thing, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. So that was that's actually one of my favorite memories yeah. because – it was so obvious, I think, to us. Right. Like, guys, 
they're going to like have it's going to screw up everything. Yeah, it, it was going to screw up because <laughs> I stupid media members. Well, I, well, I know they weren't going to do a damn thing, right? <laughs> um, but no, the cadets because they're so regimented that when they practice this walk on, it's like they didn't have any footballs in the way. Like, what do we do? No. You can't fall out of line. You can't misstep because it's all in uniform. Uh, so yeah, we we saved the day. That was we were so cool. we were definitely heroes. I thought you were going to bring up. The eating experience too, though. What was the eating experience? So you did you did you go to the? It was like I forgot the name of the restaurant we went to, but it was Death by Meat. All the Fo- meat like you Fogo can, de Chão. something like that. Was that was yes. that it? Or yes. yeah. okay, and I thought there was a competition like who can eat the most, and I like I I ran I I was I was I was uh, I was out of bounds. Really? Because you know, it, you know, back then, Sky. I don't know if you know this about me, but back then, I was still rebelling after playing football, and I wanted to eat everything. Oh, I saw. really? Oh, yeah. I was like thirty pounds heavier than I am now. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was a fatty. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Oh man, I, I, they, they, people were shocked how much I ate, really? and I thought you were in competition with me there in terms of plates. I don't think no, so. Uh, Maybe I blocked it out. You might have blocked it out. You might have went into a food coma and forgot all about it. <laughs> I had the meat sweats for like a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember that, though? That was okay. – I do. I love those Brazilian yeah. steakhouses. My son – I ended up getting sick, so I couldn't go. But okay. for my wife's birthday this past December, I had them set up to go to Texas Day Brazil. Okay. Essentially the same thing. Right, right. And my son was so excited. He's 10. And I told him, I was like, you have to prepare your stomach. Drink water right. all day so right. you stretch it out. Try not to eat that much food. And he took it so seriously, Pritch. And he came home, and he had, like, a food baby. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, my God, Dad, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, good, but now you're miserable. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. He was. Yeah. But, like, he's still, like – you bring it up to him, and he gets a big smile on All his right, face. He's proud like, we, need to, we need to go back. Yes. Here's something that I think not very many people know about you, but, like, when you and I used to work together, we used to talk about random stuff. Right. One of the random things that you and I would talk about is Godzilla <laughs> and, like, King Kong. That's right. Right? Yes. You're a big fan of those. I am. I am. I mean, they call it the MonsterVerse now. Uh, I mean, <laughs> have you seen the? Isn't there one new one, or is there a new one there's, and then another one on the way? So there's, yeah, there's one on the way for sure. Uh, Godzilla v Kong now, or is it X Kong? So it's one of like those, that. yeah. And then, um, then they had Monarch on Apple, which okay. I watched the hell out of. Really, uh, ten episodes, I believe, uh, and I watched all of them twice. Really, uh, and then You're they such have. A nerd. I am a see. I'm a monster nerd. I'm a monster nerd. <laughs> Nobody knows that about me. I'm not a nerd nerd, but I'm a monster nerd. <laughs> but uh, so my, uh, Godzilla um, minus one or something like yes. that is out now. And it's like authentic Godzilla. Like the, it, they throw it back to the original uh, Godzilla from Japanese emanating out of there in, in Japan. And so the whole storyline uh, kind of starts over again. It's well done. I, I haven't watched it. Uh, the only reason why I haven't watched it is because – it, no matter where you go, everybody's talking about it. No matter where, you know, what you tune into, it's there and highlights and all that. So yeah. I, I know the ending of it. I know what happened. Plus, I know the story. But uh, I should check it out, though, because from what I hear, it's very well done. 
Yeah. But I'm kind of waiting for this next um, evolution of Godzilla and Kong now because with the uh, technology that they have and everything that's happening and with movies now, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of gearing myself up for that. Are you more of a Godzilla guy or a King Kong guy? Well, you know, um, King Kong's story only went so far, right? Right. But Godzilla's story keeps going. Like, yeah. you, you could just invent things for Godzilla to kind of fight. Like, Godzilla <laughs> yeah. versus Mechagodzilla, right? Godzilla versus <laughs> uh, a three-headed monster. Godzilla versus, um, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, an alien or whatever. Whatever right. the case yeah. is. I mean, or, or Mechagodzilla coming back. Like, they resurrected Mechagodzilla and made him even better. But, yeah, Godzilla still defeated him. So, you know, Godzilla, man, he's, he's just that, you know, you hate him because he's a monster and he destroys shit, right? Uh, but yet he saves the day, too, though. He saves yeah. your ass from, from, I don't know, Ghidorah or, 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 you know, some other monster that's created out of nowhere. Some mad scientist creates some monster, right? And controls their mind, and now they just want to wreck havoc. <laughs> but here's Godzilla. So no, that's my Tokyo. You ain't messing that's up my Tokyo. My Tokyo. That's bitch. right. That's right. But <laughs> with, with Kong, it was just the girl climbing a, a skyscraper. Yeah, that's and that true. Yeah. Although when you watch the one with Sam Jackson, I'm trying to remember what that Skull was. Island. Skull Island. I did. Yeah. Like, I did like that one. Right. That right. was pretty good. That was good. That was see. That was different because they were on his territory, right? Yeah. And it was a little bit different uh, in terms of the story with the girl. Yeah, the girl and, uh, one just kind of, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, we're going to gas his ass right. and bring him to New York for, a, a, you know, a circus or whatever. What what, what reality is that, is that right? It's I mean, an old, old way of thinking <laughs> bullcrap. You're like, yeah. that doesn't make sense, dude. Yeah, yeah, but Idiot. no, Godzilla just goes on and on. You can't kill him. Listen, people, you learned something That's today. That's right, right. Mike Pritchard. <laughs> Legend of Colorado and beyond. Yes, is a Godzilla nerd. I am a Godzilla nerd. I know. <laughs> Don't put that on like a on a clickbait either for everybody. <laughs> Mike Pritchard, nerd. That's all it's gonna say. Yeah, right, now, right. Thanks for the heads up. I'll no, do that. No, thank you. Appreciate uh, you. Did you go to the media party last night? I did not. I haven't been to a media party. It's weird because I have this, uh, uh, not a phobia, but I, I guess it doesn't feel real that I'm part of a media. Okay. Because uh, I didn't go to school for it, and but I've been in it for so long. I've been in it more than I played football. Uh, but yet I still feel like I'm a former player doing media. So yeah. I've never been to a media party. They're, they're interesting. Okay. We went last night. I, I posted a, a video of some uh, clips right. from the party. There's a lot of people dancing Okay. Uh, in skimpy clothes. Ooh. And they always have food samples of uh, the taste of the city, essentially. Right, right. And there was some really good stuff, stuff okay. that, like, I couldn't afford to go to those restaurants. Right. And they, and they brought them. Where, if, because you live here yeah. in Vegas area now, where is the one place for, because a lot of people come out here on a regular basis, where's, where's a hidden gem for you? Okay. That isn't crazy priced. Right. But it's, like, totally worth going to. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's several places, but you got to go off the strip, right? Okay, so because, that's important. Yeah, because if you stay on the strip, they're going to hit you over the head. Uh, they're right. going to charge way overcharge you. Uh, there used to be bargains back in the day, because I'm from Vegas, too, so back in the day, all they cared about was everybody gambling. 
and all the food and everything was cheap. But then, you know, Vegas discovered that people want to come here for the experience, and the gambling is secondary now. So the most expensive stuff is, you know, restaurants and bars now, uh, as opposed to, well, gambling is expensive too if you lose, but uh, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Uh, But you got to eat, right? Um, I would say this. I. If if you really want, like, Ferraro's is by UNLV. It's uh, not too far from where the old Hard, hard Rock Hotel is. Okay. Uh, that's a great Italian place, and it's well-priced. Bootleggers is another one. It's south uh, of town, not too far. Taxis and Ubers, they know exactly where it is. Um, and then if you want to still go down that route, go south, uh, Town Square, it's kind of like uh, – Cherry Creek a little bit. Okay. Where you can walk around outdoors and there's restaurants and stuff and shopping. And uh, so they have some really good restaurants. Price where you want to pay. But I, I, here, here's what I'll say, though. If you come to Vegas, you, you're going to want to go to one of these restaurants. Yeah. Because you have James Beard. You have um, the Diamond Award people. Uh, you, you have – there's another big award uh, recipient uh, in terms of – Like Michelin star. Michelin. Michelin. That's yeah. the one I'm missing. Um and they're all over the place. So yeah. I think I think experiencing that would be great. There's a place called Catch at the Aria. Uh, just go to the bar. It's a humongous restaurant, so it won't be hard to get into. And it's reasonably priced, too. But the food, in terms of fresh seafood, is off the charts. Oh, good. Off the charts. I love seafood. I'm a huge yeah. seafood nerd when it comes to that. Right. Um, although I don't like lobster. What? Isn't that weird? That's very weird. You don't – okay, wait a minute. Hold up. So you like crab and all that. I like crab. But I you don't like shrimp. a lot. What's wrong with lobster? Help me. It just doesn't – maybe it's because I go to Red Lobster and it's just like, eh, it's Red Lobster. Okay. Like, I don't – maybe maybe it's how it's being prepared. That might be rockfish. <laughs> really? Well, or langostinos. Is that what they call it too? Where they, it's similar. They say that it's lobster, but it's really not lobster, that kind of thing. Oh, it might be. Yeah. It might yeah. be. Wow, yeah. we're exposing some things. Here. We are. We <laughs> are. Look at us. Look at us. We're exposing them. We gold. are getting deep in nerdum right now. Huh? <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, hold up. So, was was the media party kind of nerdy though? It, it's funny because I've been to several of them. Right. Um, and they're all essentially the same. Okay. And the new guys that go out there. Bless their hearts. Yeah. They're super excited, but right. I, I don't get excited about them anymore. But it was at the what is that the Formula One place? What is oh, that called? The Grand Prix. Grand Prix Plaza. Okay, yeah, which was really cool. Yeah, that's they, nice. They had a lot of cars there right. that you could walk up to. Right. It it was neat. Yeah. So it, they they built that because we just had Formula One. And it, now it's the. North American headquarters, hub. yes, the hub. So we we are on a ten year deal with Formula One. So every every winter or or November, we're gonna have the Formula One race, Grand Prix out here. That's so cool. it's gonna be all yes, yeah, it's, it's one what, of their best stops. Yeah. Did did you partake in that when it came here last? Yeah, yeah. So there's events and stuff that we did, and there was a great unknown too. And I remember when Denver had the Grand Prix years ago, and it tore up the roads downtown. Yeah. Um, but we. Vegas repaved everything, especially for Formula One. Uh, and there was an international crowd, but I think as they build it, it's going to be more of a local than an international. I mean, it's always going to be international because it's part of a circuit, right? Yeah. Part of the stops. Like like NASCAR has a circuit. They have all these stops, and we have a NASCAR track here. 
uh, in a couple of races too. So, uh, yeah, Vegas has quietly become uh, the mecca of sports, if you think about it. So, would you speaking of Vegas? Did you see where the Vegas mayor told the Oakland Athletics that they should maybe reconsider? Uh, trying to work things out with the city of Oakland because their plan for here doesn't make sense. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, so the mayor, she's only the mayor of downtown. So it's not the whole Vegas. So Vegas is a part of Clark County, okay. right? So she's a mayor of Las Vegas, but Las Vegas, a lot of people don't know this, is just downtown where Fremont is. That's Vegas. Where we are and what uh, – makes up the strip is called paradise okay so she's not the mayor there's a henderson mayor and there's a Hen there's a las vegas mayor but then the county kind of owns vegas and the strip because that's where all the revenue for the state goes right and so the county it, it's it's convoluted i mean i can get deeper right. in the weeds but she um she, she's always outspoken she's uh oscar goodman's wife who he used to be uh, a lawyer for the mob Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And so she's been his wife the whole time, right? And he was a mayor prior, prior, uh, pre previous uh, to to uh, his wife. I forgot her name now. Uh, Carolyn. Okay. Uh, Carolyn Goodwin, Goodman. Uh, anyway, um, so she she she's going out. She she can know her terms up. So I think she's just being loud on the way out. You're like yeah. Like but I've heard people. I've heard two both sides. Though. I've heard. That it's a done deal, that the stadium's coming, and then I've heard, ah, it's kind of dicey right now. Well, it also seems like this far in the process, it's like, why, why are you talking now? Oh, what? her? Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, she's on her way out. So she's so, just like, I don't like it. It's <laughs> dumb. You guys are stupid. Go she, back to Oakland. Yeah, she's making headlines, creating headlines, uh, <laughs> creating attention, all that. As she's yeah, because going what's she going to do afterwards? Nothing. Well, going right off into the sunset. Drink uh Gin martinis like uh, like Oscar's doing right now. By the way, Oscar's is a great restaurant downtown. Is it? Yeah, it's a steakhouse. Uh, well priced, overlooks Fremont Street. Okay. It's in the, it's in the Plaza Hotel. It's called Oscar's. Oscar's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I I love food. I'm a yeah. foodie for the most part. Right, right. Uh, we we ate at some uh, Mexican place over here. Border Grill. Yeah. Okay. And I got shrimp tacos. Nice. Those were yeah. freaking delicious. They were huge. Yep. And I was full, and I have a big stomach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not hey. as big as hey. it used to be. <laughs> hey. I know. I know. Um, Times have been tough, okay? Uh, hey, okay. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, Border Grill is awesome. I knew a lot of people would stop by Border Grill. Like, anywhere in the Mandalay Bay, I got a friend, a high school friend that works at Strip Steak, too. Mm -hmm. um, that's the thing about Vegas growing up here. Like, growing up here, Everybody worked in the hotel business. So you knew somebody oh. that knew somebody that was in a hotel business. Like, I'm good friends with Lorenzo Fertitta, right? And it's like I played high school football against him. That's and he cool. owns Vegas pretty much. That's cool. Uh, and, and the UFC before but with Dana. But, um, no, right now a lot of my friends uh, have worked in the industry, uh, whether it's gaming, or hospitality, or whatever. And it's like you, you got these connections all over the city. I have one big question for you that's sports-related. So, Deion Sanders yeah. seems like he's moving in the right direction with the University of Colorado. Would you agree with that, or do you have anything you would want to add on to that? He's already moved in the right direction. I think his time he's going to elevate it now. Um, 
as soon as Dion said he was coming to Boulder to be the head coach of CU, I mean, it changed the, the trajectory of the program. It changed, it changed the profile of the program. It changed everything, right? Yeah. Uh, the school, everything. Um, and that was just by him showing up. Uh, and then the immediate results, I think, surprised some people. But not him because he's, his standard is so high. So when, when Coach Prime talks about wanting to compete, dominate, and win, I mean, I think he wants to do that now, right, yeah. this year. Uh, so I love the support. I, I love the enthusiasm. I love the fact that the student body gets to experience what we experienced a couple of decades or three decades ago now, right, Wow, which is crazy to think about. But, yeah, the excitement for the school, the, the, the program, Boulder, Denver, the whole region, Rocky Mountain region, I mean – that's, this is how it should be. This is how it was. Dude, yeah, because I, I think I've told you this before. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. to make you feel old, <laughs> okay. my brother and I, we'd be playing football in the street. Right. And it's when you guys were red hot. Yeah. And I remember my brother and I, along with some of the friends in the neighborhood, we'd always be like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, pick a – who was the who was your quarterback? Was it Darian Hagen? Darian Hagen, uh-huh. yes, because yep. I remember the you know option, yeah, the option, yep. right? Because we'd always try to <laughs> you try to do the pitch, <laughs> try to do the pitch to JJ Flanagan, right, right, right. So I remember we'd always, you know, okay, I'm gonna be uh, if you're gonna be Hagen, I'll be Pritchard, or you know, if I'm on defense, I'm gonna be uh, Chat, Chad or Chad. Dion Figures, Dion or Figures is who Alfred I was thinking. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. So it would, it was always funny. Yeah, and I remember. One, when I started working with Chad Brown, mm-hmm. I told him that. I was okay. like, I used to pretend to be you. Is that weird? <laughs> and then I met you, and I'm like, especially because you're a receiver, yeah. and when you're playing backyard football especially, you're either a quarterback or you're receiving. Right, right. And the, Or you're on defense. Yeah. And that's what it was. So it's kind of it, – it's just mind-blowing to me. And there's one point, and it's probably at my mom's house somewhere, I had like a binder of my favorite okay. football players, mm-hmm. and you and Chad Brown were in that, and even Scott Hastings was in that. Okay, and and the the weird world that we live in. Fast forward, what twenty years later? Yeah. At the time, yeah. I start working with you. Guys. Right, right. It's like how fucking bizarre is that? <laughs> is that not kind of bizarre? It is bizarre. Small world kind of bizarre. But, right. you know, to kind of circle it or connect it, um, like when you think about early 90s, mid 90s, I mean, how hot was Denver Boulder? I mean, how hot was it? Like, you know, Dikembe and the Nuggets, yes. uh, even before them, um, with the Nuggets versions of certainly the late 80s and into the 90s, uh, now they won a championship, oh, right? Yeah. So, which is outstanding. The Broncos were going to three Super Bowls uh, at that time, and then we were winning a national championship, playing for two national championships. Uh, and, and so, I mean, there was no hotter sp- uh, place to be and, than in Denver, Boulder, that area. And so, now I think everybody's feeling it again uh, yeah. because, well, too bad the Broncos stink right now, but. Uh, with the Nuggets yes. winning the championship, even the Rockies when the Rockies came on board, remember that EY yeah. hits went out. Um, well, and then remember too, like when the Avs. And- yeah, and then the Avs relocated, won a cup. Yes. I mean, it was it was incredible, right? So uh, now the Avs recently won a cup. 
then the Nuggets win a championship, but the Broncos still stink. Yeah, and, it, along with with the Buffs, right? But now there's excitement, I think, brewing uh, out there in Boulder. So, which is funny. Do you do you ever see the the pushback on Dion? Like people are, are pissy about it. What what do you think that's about? They don't understand it. Uh, they've never seen it before. Um, they've never seen somebody this confident in themselves before, and I think it intimidates them. I, and, and so the pushback is what they're they don't know. They're they're thinking it's just him being an arrogant jerk yeah type yeah. Of thing. But it, he's he's supremely confident one, uh, and he should be because he gets results. Would you want a coach that is just like I don't know, guys? Let's go out there and try our best. No, I want a guy that's going out there and believes right. in everything that he's doing as well as his players. Right, right. Like some people are behind the scenes with it, the Huff, but like Coach Bill, like Bill McCartney, he was behind the scenes confident off oh, the charts Okay, because he would instill that in us. Uh, we're we're going to win a national championship. He would tell us that all the time. And, you know, some of the T-shirts and some of the things we would do in practice, I mean, he, he helped us believe that we were going to win a championship. Now, he didn't do that publicly, though, right? Yeah. Whereas Dion, Coach Prime, you know, he, he's a he's a persona uh, and he's he's a public person. But he had to be because that's what CU needed. Yeah. Like maybe maybe moving forward, uh, it'll be behind the scenes. But I don't think so because they got cameras everywhere and there's social media everywhere. Right. But that's OK. Uh, transparency. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but once he starts to get results, then you're not going to be able to. I think people are the naysayers and, you know, the haters. They're not going to be able to look for every moment to pounce. Like, I knew this was going to happen this year. Like, as soon as um, they started to lose or they didn't look right, oh, people were going to pounce. I knew that. Yeah. But you can't take away what he established. Uh, you can't take away the culture. You can't take away pulling a, a, a program out of the basement uh, and putting it in the penthouse right now. You, you can't deny that. And what's funny, too, is, like, the year prior, they had what one 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 oh. win. Oh. It's like they ended up with what four. Yeah, it's like I, come on, guys. But but <laughs> it's I don't know. Those four were spectacular, though. <laughs> I mean, the TCU game was off the charts. Even the CSU game, uh, you know. I, and again, you're supposed to beat CSU, and, but when I was there, we had close games uh, against the Rams. It, it's a robbery, and 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 I knew it was going to be a close game because. You know, you got so many out-of-state guys, and they don't understand what it means to Fort Collins and, and that school yeah. to beat CU. Uh, but now they do, yeah, right? Now so they do. Now it's on this year up there. It's on up there, right, in Fort Collins. One quick question before yeah. you go. Growing up, like I said, huge Bronco fan, mm -hmm. and I remember when you had your stint with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Where does John Elway's arm strength rank against all the other quarterbacks you caught passes for? Well, you know, John was a little older when I oh, got there. Right. Yeah, he true. was, uh, what, in his 14th year, 13th year, something like that. What year were you with the Broncos? 94, 95. Okay, okay. And uh, John got there in 83. Um, so do the math. <laughs> Real dumb. What's that? 11, you 12? I know, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I played with Brett Favre my rookie year because he got drafted to Atlanta too. And, yes. You know, his arm strength was just off the charts. But I, I knew about John from Vance and uh, VJ and, and, and certainly um, uh, not so much Ricky, but, but Mark 
um, and the three amigos. And yes. it's like, okay, either Ricky you. Ricky Nateel, Mark yeah. Johnson, Vance yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Or yep. Vance Joseph. Jesus. Oh, easy. Easy Vance over there. Vance Johnson. Vance Mark Johnson. Jackson. Yeah, Mark Jackson. There I'm you go. stupid. <laughs> the Vance, if you want to go there, the Vance. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, his even then, though, he had the arm strength. I mean, he threw me a, a touchdown pass against Jacksonville Jaguars. It was double coverage. And he knew where he wanted to go with the ball the whole time because he wasn't going to take anything underneath. We were at midfield, and he told me in the huddle as we were breaking the huddle, said, man, get open. Um, and I had a deep post route. And so he took his drop. There's a highlight out there. And he just bought time in the pocket because he knew where he wanted to go with the ball the whole time. So I kept – I ran the post, and he was scrambling. So I kept going to the end zone, and I cut across the field, and he threw a laser – about 55 yards. not No air, no arc, oh. just a laser because I was double covered. And he squeezed it between two defenders, and I caught him for a touchdown. You yeah. know, that was in that was in 95. That's insane. So, yeah, he, he had the arm strength when he wanted to and when he needed to, but he, then he also had the touch. Like early on in his career, people talked about he didn't really have that touch, right? But, no, he, he perfected uh, his game uh, well by then. Obviously, it led to two, two Super Bowl championships after that. Yeah, uh, so I it's funny because I feel like, like you said, he's older now, especially yeah. now. Yeah. But I feel like if I tried to go out there and catch a pass from John Elway right now, right, it would probably put me in the hospital. Well, yeah, because you know, even when I first got there, when I got traded, I put on gloves, and nor- normally I didn't wear gloves because I wanted to feel the football, and and so I put on gloves just because it was John Elway. Like I got to put on gloves, knowing what the fellas said back in the day. But I'm like catching rock and we're up in Greeley. I'm like, I don't need gloves. And so uh, I was able to not really wear gloves, and, and that was a big deal for me. Okay, I said it was – this is the last one. Okay. Speaking of receivers with gloves, uh-huh. is that kind of cheating? In a, in, I say that in a weird – I'm not saying it needs to be banned. Well, if you knew what the guys did with the gloves, you would probably consider it cheating. Like, what do they do? Um, they'll, they'll spray uh, sticky spray on it. Really? Yeah, but some of the gloves now have tack. Uh, they come out the, out the package that way. Does it bug you as a former receiver when a ball hits a receiver's hands and they have those gloves on and they drop it? Oh, well, yeah, because <laughs> there's no reason to drop it when it hits your hand, especially with all that, that stick goop. and all that goop. But they did have stick them back in the day, right? Did you um, use stick them on, no, your, on your hands? So no. you, were ju- you were just a raw talent well, as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah, because I wanted to feel the football, even when it was cold. The only time I wore gloves is like it was raining. Because they had to tack, and yeah. that would help you. But when you see OBJ making that catch with one hand and you're right. seeing all that, you know, a lot of that's the glove. Thank a lot you. of that's the tack on the glove. Thank you. <laughs> receivers are bull crap. <laughs> it bugs the crap out of me, Pritch. And I'm not even a former receiver right. because I'm like, because I've felt some of those gloves, and yeah. I'm like, okay, how do you drop that? Right, game? right. You shouldn't drop it. I mean, you get paid a lot of money not to drop it. Uh, and then you throw in the gloves, you better not drop it. So basically what we just heard from Mike Pritchard is that today's receiving core are a bunch of pussies <laughs> and they can't catch to save their life. Without gloves. Without gloves. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's That would be interesting to me yeah. is take their gloves off. And, and if OBJ can still make those catches, that's freaking cool. Oh, man, and, and he's, he's the shit if he's doing that. Well, he already is, but, I mean, when it comes to his – his legendary catches and all that. But still. But on, right, right, gloves. right. Take gloves. away the gloves. gloves what we got? Bullshit. I know. Pritch, thank you so much for joining me. I, you're the 
the one guy you blew me off like uh, in, uh, around <laughs> Christmas. I text you because I was out here with my family. Yeah, and I was like, hey, yeah. let's grab some lunch or something. And then you ghosted me. Um, uh, you you broke the hearts of my children. See, I thought you were about to like put me up on this pedestal, uh, you know, and and all this stuff. But then now he's just like, I ghosted him. <laughs> I ghosted his family and his children. I'm not uh, that. I'm my, not like that at all, people. My, my Don't kids, believe the huff. My kids are still heartbroken. Bridge, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'll make it up to him. We'll go do some barbecue when I get out there. You should. As long as you don't ghost me. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, I don't know. I might be busy. Fritch, <laughs> right. you're amazing. Yeah, man. Good. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank how, you. How do people follow you on social? Uh, at M.I. Pritchard on, on X now. Yes. Yeah. Do you call absolutely. it X? I call it Twitter. I still so. Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Pritch. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. There you go. That was Mike Pritchard, former CU Buff, former Denver Bronco, former Seattle Seahawk, former Atlanta Falcon. You name it, he, play, he played for him, but all around great guy so glad to to get a chance to sit down and talk with him uh i you know it's funny because i could have i guess got him on the phone but you miss so much with that when you if you if you don't get that face to face that's like when i get a chance to sit down with mike evans or mark schlereth which i might get one of uh, i might get mark schlereth on this week as well as alfred williams he's out here I just like doing those face-to-face. It, there's just, it's so much more energy, and that's what I, I, I love to get. And, and obviously, you listen to that interview with Pritch, and it was just great. So uh, I really appreciate him coming on. If you guys could, please share this, retweet it, repost it, wherever. Uh, just, a, just an icon and ultimately a fantastic human being that I, I'm so proud to call a friend. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Real quick, if you get a chance, what you need to do is head over to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue. They're off 144th and Orchard Parkway, right next to Snooze on the south side of 144th. You got to follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. And what you got to do is the big game's coming up, people. And you can hang out with Sugar Fire. Whether you're going to pre-order and take it home or you can hang out with the, the crew and watch the game there, they got a special menu just for you. I'm going to go through some of it for you. They got signature brisket chili, which is amazing, and you can get that either in a quart or a gallon to go. Could you imagine showing up to a Super Bowl party with a gallon of signature brisket chili? People will love you. They will. Normally, they hate your guts, but... On that day, they love you. They also got smoked fried wings, which are uh, just eyes roll in the back of your head, people. Also, smoked back. Oh, geez, I can't speak. I'm so excited. Smoked bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers stuffed with cream cheese, cheddar, and they also just jam in a little weenie in there. Uh, potato skins with cheddar cheese and bacon, sour cream, and green onion on the side. And one of my personal favorites brisket burnt ends and plenty more you got to go check them out at sugar fire in westminster uh 144th and orchard parkway just east of huron on the south side of 144th follow them on social media chef clint and crew love to post their daily specials and they're just going to make your eyes pop out of your head at sugar fire westy it's sugar fire in westminster reinventing barbecue every single day you guys are amazing. We got one more day out here. I might. I, I think I might do a bonus episode this week just because there's so much going on here. So 
keep it locked in here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, uh, get the notifications on there. And you can also set it up so it automatically downloads. So if you're somebody that's on the road a lot, you can make sure that you get you don't get any disruptions as you're listening to the Duff Uncensored podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Let's continue to move forward, folks. It's the Huff Uncensored. I'll talk to you next time.